We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want to thank Mike Vorkanoff one more time for joining us in that last segment because I think he said something that I was thinking this morning. And I have heard now 24 hours of reaction to the final shot conversation. And it all kind of stemmed from Darius Garland having the final shot, uh, that that final look, the three-point shot against Philly that came up lame. And it's been really interesting to kind of see people react to it because I'll be honest with you, I love seeing Darius Garland get that shot. One, he's a tremendous three-point shooter who's only grown more efficient playing next to uh, Donovan Mitchell. Two... I think there are very I think we have I I think this the thing that Mike said that I think really makes sense is that people don't understand the nuance necessary in describing who gets the final shot in NBA games. Uh, LeBron got hammered. I mean even when he was young, LeBron got hammered for being a guy who would pass to his teammates in those moments. And they they weaponized Michael Jordan against him, right? Well, Michael Jordan would never. Okay. A different player, Magic Johnson would. So the the comparisons always irk me to some degree, but I, I I will say I think we reduce this to a point that I don't find effective. It's not how I think of basketball, and I don't think it's how in basketball games people think. The I, this idea of oh one guy's got to take the shot. There are there are situations where that's true. There are situations where one guy has to take the shot. That's not Cleveland. Honestly, it's not even Boston. Boston has two guys that could be the one guy to take the shot. Either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in any scenario would be the guy to take that shot. But in fairness with that, because they play on the same team, Boston is extra lethal in those last moments of the game because both of those guys can make the game-winning play either as a passer or as a shooter. And so I think that kind of is fascinating going to the Cavs here because, like, I I actually think, like, there's so much pressure when you have a Giannis, when you have a, a Jokic, when you have an Embiid, when you have a Tatum or Brown or Kawhi. And in fairness, again, uh, the Clippers has they have a couple guys can that can take that last moment of the game possession over. But, like, with the Cavs, ideally, in the playoffs – more often than not, Donovan Mitchell would be the guy with the ball in his hands at that last moment. That's not the same thing as him taking the the individual moment, taking the actual shot itself that determines the game. Because even LeBron doesn't do that. Even Tatum and Brown don't do that 100% of the time because if you did, you'd be a million times easier to guard. So I thought it was a huge moment. I know like that was something JB got criticized for last year, letting other guys than Donovan take the final shot in regulation, down two points, down three points, needing a three-pointer to win, needing a, a field goal to win. I actually say I think it's the smartest thing he's done. I, I think the more confidence you build, basketball, especially if you are not the guy, but you're still somebody who's capable of making that shot. Darius is capable. 
Hopefully one day Evan Mobley will be capable. I, I, I like that he's shooting more threes right now. I don't think he's that guy today. But the more guys that you have that are capable of taking that shot and the more that the more opportunities it's actually going to open up for Donovan Mitchell. Like when Donovan got the ball in his hand, the ball had to move because they were playing really good defense in Philly and it ended up in Darius's hands. So it kind of is that thing where, and I'm I'm not big on the, um, I'll take a loss now to prove a point later. LeBron used to do that all the time and it drove me crazy. I understood his point. His point was, I can't do this all the time. I need help and I need to help you be the help that I need. I, I kind of took myself cross-eyed there. But the point is, LeBron would take a loss to make a point to his teammates or to give his teammate the opportunity to earn his trust. But when it comes down to who takes the last shot of the game, it is so overly simplistic to say, that's got to be Donovan. Because that's not realistic 100% of the time. I don't even think it's realistic now in the NBA with how the ball moves, how skilled these guys are, how great of a shooting arrow we play in. I don't even think it's realistic that we do this like now, like I don't I, like I like even fifty percent of the time. I think fifty percent of the time, if 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 a if a if your best player has to take has to, not will, but has to take that shot. Fifth more than fifty percent of the time, I think you're going to lose a lot of those situations. So, I I understand the idea, which is man, you want Donovan to have the ball in his hand. That's not the same thing as Donovan's got to be the guy that ends the game on every offensive possession from now to kingdom come. It's just not realistic. So I commend JB. And again, that it was, I don't, it's that in this case, it was not, it was drawn up to be Donovan and it ended up in the hands of Darius. So in this case, I can't single-handedly give it to JB. I have to give it to Donovan as well. And I'm sure that Donovan would like this. Oh, it's so funny because like I think I heard JP this morning be like, well, the Donovan I know wants that shot. Yeah, okay. The Donovan I know wants to win. So like, yeah, like you when you're a kid playing in your backyard and you're drawing up a scenario, you don't drop the scenario where you pass the ball to Craig Elo. You know, you don't you don't drop the scenario where you dump it off to Brad Doherty in the high key. No, you're the guy taking the shot. But that's not how games work. It's not how it's not the reality of the NBA. And I think with Donovan, I guarantee you, Donovan would love to be the guy in every moment that that gets that final possession, that makes that play to win the game. But it's overly simplistic to say the only way you win the game is if you make that or if you take that final shot. And so I actually this kind of goes back to the idea the Cavs are in a really good position. And I think the next, and I, I don't think this is just a now thing. I think for as long as you have these core guys together, I think you should be looking for opportunities for Darius to take that shot. And in if if Evan keeps growing his three point shot, I think you got to give him a chance, guys. I think even and I, I am very, I'm not as bullish on this player as literally everybody else in Cleveland is, but like uh, uh, Sam Merrill is the kind of guy, like Kyle Korver was that kind of guy back in his day. They're not the same player, but I'm saying like a guy that can shoot the ball at 40, 42, 44% uh, three-point efficiency or three-point percentage, that's the kind of guy that should get that too. 
Because every single guy, if you've got five guys, Golden State, there was a moment where Golden State had four of their five guys on the court that could make the three-point shot. You know what that made it tougher to? Focus all your energy and mentality on stopping Steph Curry when he got the ball in his hand. Because you had to worry about Klay Thompson. Iggy was not a great three-point shooter. You had to worry about Iggy. There was a couple years there where Draymond was hitting 36, 37, 38% of his threes. Yes, you could toss the ball to Draymond in a final situation if he had an open look and he would make it. Like that's, I I think you're, the ideal thing is you have one best player or two one best players and hey, cool, look, we get to run the league by this one player. But if you don't have that, the Cavs are sitting pretty. Donovan's should take that shot about 50% of the time. But they have three or four, and maybe in the future, five or six guys that you might be able to trust with that shot. And and right now, where you are in the season, it's the same thing as rotations. That's what you're trying to figure out. So the nuance applied here is not, why didn't Donovan take that shot? Or Donovan needs to take that shot every time. No, he doesn't. That's probably not best for the Cavs. It makes them easier to beat, easier to 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 slow down Donovan. What happened in that game the other night is honestly sometimes the best possible scenario. 216-474-0092. So do you agree with the idea that Donovan should just be the guy that takes the shot at the end of the game? Cuz I cuz I have not I have not defended that, so I have not explained that properly cuz I disagree with the idea entirely. If you do, give us a call 216-474-0092 at Nick Wilson says on social media, on X, social media reactions on the show brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, and uh, LeBron almost joined the evil empire, allegedly. 92.3 The Fan. I think we're kind of at the logical point when you get to uh, the, the second half of the season, which is after tonight, you, you've you kind of concluded the All-Star break in the All-Star weekend acts kind of as that natural... Um, in between, even though we're well past the 50% mark in the NBA. So we'll have that to come as well on today's show. Uh, a former Cavalier with some interesting thoughts on where the Cavs are. But um, it really was just uh, a pornographic headline and a story put out there by Woj in Ramona Shelbourne today that uh, apparently the Warriors called the Lakers and LeBron. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At the deadline to gauge interest in bringing him uh, to Golden State, to the Bay, sorry, to the Bay Area to play with Steph Curry, and there's a lot of really interesting things about this, including that the Warriors were quote eager to present a deal to LA, but neither the Lakers nor James were willing to explore a potential bo- a blockbuster. It started with the Warriors owner calling the the Lakers owner to see whether uh, LeBron's frustration. Uh, his post-game comments, his his hourglass tweet were a sign he was open to uh, being dealt. And here's what I think is honestly, like you want to start to get into the optics problems of the NBA. Uh, earlier on Wednesday, so one day before the trade deadline, Draymond Green, who Rich Paul also represents at Clutch, 
uh, had sent Paul a text message soliciting his help in convincing James to join him in Golden State. I, I, I don't think the NBA realized how bad of a look this is. One, I, I know that they went through the proper channels. How do you not view this as tampering? Like, how is this not like owner to owner, then owner to agent, and then player on said team to his agent as an intermediary? And I, I, honestly, if LeBron went to Golden State, it'd be a really cool story because LeBron was Steph Curry. It would be box office for the rest of the year. I totally understand why LeBron didn't want to go to Golden State. I totally understand why LeBron wouldn't want to be traded. But I just, like, this is the kind of stuff that happens all the time, and it's so weird. NBA reporters love pointing out that Draymond Green loves to recruit other players like Kevin Durant in 2016 after the, you know, the day after. As soon as they lost, he went right to his car and he texted Kevin Durant. I don't see how players think this is a good look. And I think some of this is Draymond is really desperate to be seen on the level of LeBron James and players of that ilk. And that's why, like, that's why he has a podcast. He's not doing it for the money. All right. Draymond's going to top out his career at about $300 million. Draymond's going to do just fine financially. Draymond, everything Draymond does. And, and listen, I actually think he's going to be a fantastic basketball analyst when he officially retires. Like they're going to need to replace Charles Barkley and Shaq at some point and Draymond's perfect for that. He is. He's a big personality. He's not afraid to speak his mind. But, like, it it does bug me. And there's something about that guy that does bug me. And it's not the Cleveland thing. Um, you know, like, he accused uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Kevin Durant of trying to damage his character because both Kevin Durant and, and Yusuf Nurkic kind of came out talking after – the latest cheap shot by Draymond Green on 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 Yusuf Nurkic in the game. It look, it's almost like that time off did nothing for Draymond. And then the whole media, oh, well, he he walked the line. It's the best he's walked the line in a minute because he didn't out and out assault somebody. Like I just I don't understand. This, there's this protectionism in in the NBA. There's one of us mentality with Draymond Green, and so I think it's awful to hear. Player on Team A at the deadline in the middle of a season, let alone in the offseason, is actively trying to tamper. I think that's so much more corrosive and so much more widespread in the NBA than, um, I, I don't know, Danny Ainge reaching out to Player A. It's so funny how just like, and 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 this is, a, oh, it's a great story about how the Warriors want to bring together LeBron and, and oh, Draymond encouraged them. Cool. Let's talk about what this does. And listen, it's Lakers fans. Nobody cares. And I understand that. Like, crocodile tears for Lakers fans. The problem is it it happens a lot more to towns like Cleveland and Utah and Portland and San Antonio than it does to the Lakers. And so just overall, I just hate this crap about the NBA. And I hate to be that guy because I think player movement is good. I think player movement overall stimulates interest. I think the college, uh, the transfer portal in college football is tremendous for college football because when you have the 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 players that everybody knows in the portal, even if they don't leave, it's it it constantly is generating uh, topics, right? Like, oh, who's who's Ohio State going to get a quarterback? Right? There was the Riley Leonard thing. There was Will Howard. There was. Uh, Cam Ward, there was uh, Dante Moore, and that happens at every school, every big school. So, okay, premier programs, players moving, 
premier players going to premier programs. I do think that is inevitably good. In baseball, the biggest problem is good luck being one of 25 teams that can't make a move that is substantial. Like Cody Bellinger, who had a really nice season last year. Not quite MVP level season, but definitely an all-star plus level season. He's a free agent this year, and the guy's got five places he can go. Shohei Otani had maybe legitimately three places he could have gone. That's not good for baseball. So player movement, I do think, only drives. That's why the NFL's king, right? They've they've monopolized the NFL draft in a way that is beautiful to watch. And NFL free agency and trades constantly, even in the offseason, even in June, like we, or May with Zedaria Smith, it, it rules the roost. It, it's how you steal attention at every part of the time. But this specific type of player movement feels icky. That's not even what I really want to talk about. Now, like, I, I, I'm fascinated the idea of LeBron and why he said, I'm not leaving. I think that's the more interesting point. But, man, how do you not feel like, what the, you know what is going on in the NBA. When, a, and when an aging, Draymond's a really good player. Draymond's going to get into the Hall of Fame because Draymond was on those Warriors teams. And you can't dispute how important Draymond was to those Warriors teams. He unlocked his ability as a facilitator, as kind of an everyman. That's a, that's a really interesting player for those two guys he played with. If Draymond hadn't played with Steph and Clay, and he had just been for the Pistons, or he'd been for, if it, the Cavs had the uh, second-round draft pick before the Warriors that year, he's not the same player. So much of what made him as a player, it's Ben Wallace in Detroit versus Ben Wallace in Washington and Orlando. But he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's also an aging, really never was a truly great, he was a great defensive player. Now I'm now I'm sounding like I'm jaded. But he's an aging, never will be again great player. And he's out here trying to seduce and use his agent to get the best, the biggest star in the game to his spot. Oh, by the way, of course LeBron's not going to Golden State. The Lakers were the 10 seed and the, the Warriors were the 8 seed. Or I think there was like 8 and 9 seed. Hey, would you like to come and be one spot ahead of us in the West and no closer to winning a title? Yeah, LeBron, LeBron with Steph sounds really sexy, but it's also a move that if it doesn't work out, there's egg on LeBron's face. Whatever LeBron does next, and I do think this summer is going to be fascinating. Um, I would tend to agree with Mike Vorkanoff, who we had at three. I tend to think if it's Lakers of the field, where he's going to be next year, I'd still take the Lakers. But I think the Lakers bet on themselves, and they better, <laughs> better pay off. Because if you didn't make a deal at the deadline other than signing Spencer Dinwiddie off the trash heap, and you end up being one and done, or you're on the, the play-in and you don't make the playoffs, good luck. Good luck selling LeBron, because LeBron likes to feel supported, and there's no way that guy feels supported right now. I'll still take the Lakers, but man, that could change very quickly if things get ugly in L.A., or uglier in L.A. But like, LeBron, LeBron understands the optics of being traded, and not him choosing his destination. LeBron understands the optics of going to Golden State where people might not like that and LeBron does not like to not be liked. And why would he go ahead and okay this only to turn around and have to make another decision this summer? Honestly, from the Warriors, not only is it bad form with the Draymond thing, it's also peak desperation. 216-474-0092. You guys have a problem with uh, with the Warriors calling LeBron? I just it's tampering. It's just the like and the NBA should care about this sort of stuff. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.